Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Welcome to the program today. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, boy, Aaron is with us again today. Uh, EP has to be uh, out today, but uh, Aaron, he I talked to EP earlier. He offered to um, he offered to help you out Monday, and uh, but he said he said to me he said I think Aaron's got it. So you have proven yourself, Aaron, and um, for better or for worse, <laughs> it's all on you. This is Aaron Sexton, and I feel like we haven't done him justice this week. Uh, now, maybe John Morris did. Now, John's the kind of guy that would just take his time and welcome you and find out more about you. But with me, Aaron, I mean, we had huge breaking news. So I just didn't feel like we had time to properly introduce you to our audience. So here's what I want to know. You're from Waco. Robinson. No, no, I'm from, yeah. from Waco. I went to Waco schools up until yes. the 10th grade, and then we moved to Robinson, and I graduated Robinson. So I went to Waco High and Robinson, oh, and I love man. both those schools. Uh, I'm a huge supporter. Um, way back in the day, they, uh, there was a semifinal game with Waco High that Tom and I did, which they won, and then we traveled. Uh, they were both in the Dallas area. We traveled about an hour to watch Robinson play for a state championship, which they lost. But wow. it was a pretty great day for me because I got to see both of the high schools I went to uh, play play uh, pretty deep in the uh, playoffs. One, as I said, a semifinal. The other was a state championship. Now, was uh, Coach Tusa already into his run there at uh, Waco High School when you attended uh, Waco High, or when did did y'all ever cross paths? Yes, no, I I I I was my tenth grade year was my last year at Waco High, and uh, my ninth grade year I was at the ninth grade center, which wasn't open that long. Um, but uh, it was I think the third year after consolidation, or maybe second. Aaron, did you transfer because of athletic reasons? I mean, I don't want you to get in <laughs> no. trouble all these years later. No, was I, it due I, to athletic reasons? Did you find? Did you think you would get more playing time at Robinson? No, I could have. I could have transferred to the smallest high school in Texas, and probably would have still been the worst athlete. Now, I was a very good shooter because of practice, and I did decent at cross country just because, uh, you know, I I'm hard headed, but I don't have a lot of natural athletic ability. Well, now don't sell yourself short. Now, how old were you, and where were you in life when um, when Tom and Butch found you? I mean, I, I, I say it kind of like they found you in the bulrushes or something. But uh, what um, what was your path to being on ESPN Central Texas the first time? It was weird. It was one of those things that just kind of works out. I was working at another radio group that Tom had left to go to work for KRZI um, at, at a rock station, which is where I started under Tom. Tom hired me for my first radio job. And uh, after uh, I was laid off from that radio group and that radio station, about a week later, I get a call from a mutual friend saying, hey, uh, Tom Barfield wants to talk to you. He didn't even know. He thought I was still working at the other station. 
but needed a production director and a producer for their afternoon show. And so within a week, I was back on the air at KRZI with Tom Butch and uh, Van Goodall and, and the whole crew over there and ended up being there almost 10 years, and it was great. Wow, 10 years. Okay. And then in the interim, uh, like, did you uh, did you get your feel of, like, non-radio? What were you What were you focused on? While you were off the radio, I played poker and I bartended, and I loved both. Um, the uh, The pandemic, being away from being a bartender, uh, kind of put it into perspective uh, how much stress it can be. You know, yeah, dealing yeah. with people that have been drinking, um, which I know, you know, from personal experience, but. Um, it kind of made me want to look for something else. And again, it kind of happened that uh, a mutual friend t- saw Tom and said, hey, what is Aaron doing? And mm. <laughs> a week after that, here I am producing the show and talking to the great Matt Mosley. And I'm oh, not saying and I'm not saying that uh, in a sarcastic way. I, I grew up reading you and, and uh, I, I like Baylor. Maybe you, we've talked about us both being Baylor fans. I like having fellow Baylor fans in the media, you know, you're, you're going to write fair stories and you're going to do fair broadcasts, but it's kind of have nice to have advocates for your, for your school when you're, you're listening to national things. Well, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I remember when the scandal happened, the Bryles era, you can imagine me being on ESPN 103.3 in Dallas and everybody was waiting, Aaron, to see how I would handle that. And obviously I was not going to come on and go nothing to see here. You know, there, this, <laughs> I, I mean, it was a, it, you know, it's, it's, it was a horrifying experience. Um, you know, it was an awful time uh, for everybody involved in all of that. But um, you can imagine Aaron with the expectations of everybody in like the Dallas Fort Worth area, like Mosley being such a Baylor Homer, how is he going to handle this? And I was maybe overly critical of not only Art, but Ken Starr and everybody involved. So who knows? I It's it's interesting. Um, I, I think what happens is when you love your alma mater like I do with Baylor and you're a big Baylor fan yourself, um, sometimes we're almost too hard on them. And uh, today I find myself wondering what's next. Uh, like, a lot of, like a lot of Baylor fans out there, like a lot of our listeners, and um, just wondering, okay, what, what is – What's going to happen to Baylor? Um, the latest news, uh, and, and this is out there, various sources this morning, uh, Kirk Bowles had it. Other folks have had it as well, that, that this is going to happen next week, that uh, OU and Texas will both uh, ask for their release and uh, uh, from the Big 12 grant of rights, which that ends in 2025. Now, if they leave, they would have to pay an enormous penalty. So what will happen is there will probably be some form of settlement. Let me explain something to people that seem confused on all this. I, I, even people in the media have been saying, well, this is going to be a long, awkward goodbye because for the next, whatever, three or four seasons, Texas and OU will be in the conference. That's not going to happen. All right? I mean, just you have to understand this. That, that, you don't you don't announce that you're leaving a conference and then hang around for four years. Now you do if you don't have any money or don't have a way of paying your way out. But both these schools do. Both these schools can find a way, and there will be a settlement. And unfortunately, contracts are broken sometimes. But I mean, I think they will negotiate this thing out. But this 
I'm, I'm surprised by how naive some of my brethren in the media are. That, that when they say, well, it's going to be a long, awkward goodbye because they're not gone to 2025. No. You think Texas and OU are going to sit around and hang out in this conference? And by the way, would that be the most miserable goodbye ever? Four more years or however many seasons that is of playing each other while they both get ready to leave us. Nobody wants that. So the big question now becomes, what does Baylor do? And um, and I think that's the question on all of our minds right now. And, and, and I think there are strength in numbers right now. It probably makes the most sense to team up with TCU and Texas Tech and see where they can land. Could you take the eight schools remaining and fit them into some sort of structure? That's even been mentioned out there. Like basically take a 12-team whether it be the ACC or Pac-12, and turn it into like a 20-team type conference where you have like two separate tiers of 10 or however you want to do it. Um, Aaron, that that's on the table. But um, I, I just I, I fear at this point, as much as I would like to say, hey, let's all look out for each other. Well, I mean, Texas and, and OU didn't look out for anyone. So the Bear, I mean, it's like um, – Aaron, did you ever watch Survivor? Yes. At, you know, the reality show? Yes. Um, so these alliances are being formed as we speak. And it makes the most sense for Baylor to form an alliance with the Texas schools. And again, our TCU friends hear us and go, ha, 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 really? Oh, you think we're going to be loyal to you guys? Well, maybe not. <clears throat> but... I mean, that happened a long, long time ago, and both schools are now in the same boat. Is this going to happen? It just it sure looks like it. I mean, it, it the you really would need the governor. You would need all sorts of – now, I understand that right now down in Austin, the governor is in, in – I mean, he is being inundated with, with Aggies and Bears and – in uh, horn frogs and red raiders, and they're they're trying to use every ounce of their political muscle to figure out how to get this thing taken care of. So, Aaron, that that process is underway, but uh, I, it just does not look good, and it looks like that uh, Texas and OU will be leaving, and everybody else is going to have to be. And and to everybody's point about, well, get Cincinnati and BYU and so-and-so and SMU and Houston and just keep moving on. You, you have to maintain a certain level um, of, of uh, viability to have the, the, the major TV money still on your side. You have to be able to guarantee to the TV you know, the ESPN and everybody that you're going to deliver, ESPN and Fox. And when you lose the enormous brands that are University of Texas and Oklahoma, you lose a lot. As much as we hate to admit that we kind of have to ride their coattails, we do. I mean, it's just the reality of it. Can we beat them? Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they beat us like every five years in basketball. I mean, just absolutely own them. And... um but it, this thing is not, uh, it's not going well. It's not going where we need it to go. And um, 
I tell you what, I, what we're going to do, we're going to do some Cowboys at 320 today. But, Aaron, let's let our people at 340, let's let some of our people, if they want to, sound off. I, I feel like we need to give our, our folks the uh, opportunity to, uh, especially Baylor people. We've heard from different folks. What, is, what do Baylor people want to do? What, do you, what is your favorite plan here? I mean, there's a plan where they play Big East basketball and American Athletic Conference football. There's a plan where they try to join the ACC. Aaron, it just doesn't. None of this is easy. Um, and I, I've had calls all day. I, I, You know, there are reports that the Bears have already, that Baylor and TCU and Tech have already checked in with the Pac-12. I don't know that to be true. That's not exactly what I'm hearing. There are reports out there that say that. I, I think at this point you've got to be looking at all options. And circling with Kansas State and Kansas and sort of what you would call the leftovers and the hangers on the, the, the schools that are left. I, I, I love the thought of trying to do something together. Um, but, but I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, so I, I don't know if we have the right commissioner for this. That's, that's one of the issues is that as much as I like Bob Bowlesby personally, he is more of a reactionary commissioner. And so, He's got a lot of respect out there and all that kind of thing. But did you even see Aaron in some of his responses? You know, such a such a measured such a measured approach and kind of like a well, we just want to kind of determine why they did this. <laughs> I can give I can let him know. You know, I can I can tell him. It just yeah. he he it's frustrating because you know I know he's well respected and I I don't. He's behind the eight ball on everything that happens. Literally everything that happens. It happens and he's like, what? Okay, well, we need to do something after the fact. He's never ahead of anything that happens in college sports. And that's why the other eight teams are in the situation they're in right now. There's no way that this should have been going on for six months without him finding out about it. Yeah, Lee, I mean, you got to. Think about all those leaks that were in the White House. <laughs> he doesn't and, have and, one source. And they, and that they the apparently, but but not only him, the Aggies didn't know. Well, How did the point. Aggies not find out? I mean, like, think about what Sankey did to the Aggies. The Aggies are all excited. Whoa, we love it. We're loving the SEC. And the commissioner <laughs> was dealing with Texas and OU, and it didn't leak out until, like, the very end. This thing's happening, like, next week. And at the SEC Media Days, uh, the guy we had on yesterday, Brent Zorneman, finally gets a hold of it. Even the Aggies. I mean, think about how I think the Aggies, I think a lot of people have egg on their face. And you know what reporters always do? Is it the, you know, after a big story drops like this, do you listen, Aaron, you'll start hearing rumblings. Well, we were hearing stuff. <laughs> we were hearing some rumors. Like, okay, good, good. Thanks for sharing it with us. On this one, they are not telling the truth because this, even. It, even the people that, like, uh, you you know, uh, you talked to the guy that originally broke the story. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, Brent Swarneman. Yeah, Brent Swarneman. You talked to him yesterday. And then on the show yesterday, we had Jeff Howe from 247 Sports and 104.9 The Horn. And, and both of them literally said, this came out of nowhere. This kind of blindsided me. Am I, I'm not, I don't want to take their words and 
twist them around, but that's basically what they both said. And they're both really plugged in. So they were surprised too. Yeah, I, I definitely think that is the case. Um, okay. There's something we need to do right now though. Um, and, uh, I would imagine you being someone who grew up in the in Waco ISD and then spent a little time, graduated over there from Robinson. I know at some point, Aaron, you've ha- you've been over and had a Schmaltz's sandwich, one of the best sandwiches in all of Central Texas. And right now, I just was told yesterday, they do have the jalapeno bread available. Aaron, that's a sandwich you've tried, correct? I have a standing weekly lunch date with my best friend, and that's where we go every week. Nice, nice. Well, Schmaltz's happens to be a sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. And so, Aaron, what we're going to do here is we do a weekly trivia question. Yesterday was crazy. We usually do it on Thursdays. We had to kind of blow everything out because of all this breaking news. But we're going to do it today. All right, Aaron, don't answer this, Aaron, but our people, whoever answers this, um, that they'll get two free gift certificates, you know, two free sandwiches from Schmaltz's. So, Aaron, here's how we do this. We give the uh, CNC Collision text line 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. And, Aaron, first answer wins. First answer wins. So you'll just, like, make contact with them, um, and then we'll get them their gift certificate. So that's how it works. Aaron, are you able to see the CNC collision text line? <laughs> Go ahead and say yes. Uh, yeah, I got it. Actually, yeah. okay, I, was, I was wondering. Uh, but, no, it is, it is right in front of me. In front of you. They good, were nice good. enough to leave it up this time, which is all <laughs> okay. I ask. Just, you know, That's just fine. leave everything yes. alone, and I can come back the next day, and it'll be great. I like it. I like it. Okay, here's the trivia question. All right, don't answer this, Aaron, if you know it. Okay. Um, and and this this comes to us because, uh, and by the way, the question today was submitted by Blake Dotson, the new Central National Bank Treasury Management Specialist, and a former Baylor Yale leader. Blake Dotson submitted the question today. We appreciate Central National Bank, our title sponsor. Okay, here is the Schmaltz's trivia question, though. Um, and this kind of has is a play on, I, I don't know if you, Aaron – you're not following me on Twitter, which saddens me greatly. But I make a lot of Alamo Bowl jokes in re- in regards to the uh, Longhorns. So this has to do with the University of Texas. It's a tradition. And, and, yes, a tradition unlike any other. But, no, this is Baylor Alamo Bowl history. All right? In Baylor's 2011 Alamo Bowl win over Washington. See, I'm trying to think in my mind. One of those bowls we were in. Houston for the bowl. Anyway, this must have been the Alamo Bowl. Okay. You remember? Okay. How many rushing yards did Terrence Ganaway have? How many rushing yards did Terrence Ganaway, he was Art Bryles back that came from University of Houston, transferred into Baylor and had a great career for Art, played for Art with Houston, finished up his career with the Bears. Ganaway, friend of mine, friend of this show. Terrence Ganaway had how many yards in that victory over Washington? Okay? Because I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, years and years before that, we played Washington State in one of those bowl games. But this one was against Washington. By the way, I wonder if that was Sarkeesian's team. I'm trying to think. 
that they just it might have been whoever got fired right before Sarkeesian. Anyway, they, they both teams scored a huge amount of points, and the Bears put up big, big numbers. That is the Alamo Bowl 2011. How many yards did Terrence Ganaway have? We know the answer. If the correct answer that comes in, you will get two free sandwiches to schmaltzes. All right, Aaron, keep your eye on that. We will announce the winner at the end of today's program. We've got some Cowboys for you. The Cowboys have started training camp in Oxnard, California. We will check in and see what Jerry's been saying. That is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. As we head into the overnight, expect mostly clear skies and a low of around 76 degrees tonight. Winds will remain out of the south exactly. anywhere from 5 to 15 miles per hour. We we'll wake up to mostly sunny skies tomorrow and remain fairly warm as we head into the afternoon with a high of 97. Heat index values will be anywhere between 99 and 103 degrees. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:30, 6, and 9 for your forecasts first. Recently on the John Moore Show. Pat Nunley, our special guest in the studio. It's the tell them, good guys Monday. can win big. Yeah. It really is. They are good guys. Now, they are nasty on the floor. <laughs> but they are good guys. They're good people. They, they, in the culture, you have to be a good person. You have to be a good teammate, great teammate. And so that's all cultural. Gotcha. But it's just nice to see really good guys winning really big. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. When you're dealing with life's ups and downs, it helps to know the ins and outs of insurance. Farmers Insurance has been sharing practical insurance knowledge for more than 90 years. At David Greenup Insurance Agency, they know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. Contact David Greenup Farmers Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889 to find out how he can help you protect the things that matter most to you. That's Greenup Insurance Agency at 254-855-8889. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Driven now, there's nothing. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Known as the Cleveland Indians since 1915, the Major League team in Cleveland will now be known as the Cleveland Guardians. The name change will go in effect at the end of the 2021 season, the team announced this morning. The idea of Texas and OU to the SEC continues to grow. The Big 12 athletic directors and their university's presidents and chancellors held a video conference last night to discuss the possible moves. Both OU and Texas were invited to the meeting, but declined to participate in the call. The Cowboys will place Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence, Tristan Hill, Greg Zerline, Mitch Hyatt, and Chansey Goldston on the PUP list as training camp opens. Rangers and Astros open a series in Houston tonight. First pitch at 7:10, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
98-year-old grandmother, Frances Lawrence. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show, Aaron Sexton, uh, joining us, our new producer. And uh, you can hear him alongside us two to six every day. Now, Aaron, I, hopefully you've already figured this out. Your main focus, whether I'm three to four or whatever I am, your main focus will be whatever hour I'm on. Is that have you have you been able to determine that already? That's really where I want absolutely, your focus. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I don't want any. Sometimes you'll get pulled in a lot of different directions, but always know, always know the Mosley show. <laughs> There's comes a pecking first. order. That's right. That's right. Tom's about to run down the. Uh, it's okay, Tom. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, I did want to say, uh, I, this is a, uh, my goodness, there is a lot going on right now. Um, thank you, by the way, to, uh, uh, Cooper Complete. Um, that, that is, uh, that is an unbelievable, what the, uh, what the, what the doctors over there have done, uh, at Cooper, and I'm going to be telling you more about those, but, uh, Aaron, that's something I don't mind kind of kind of you know going on and on about because immunity we've known people who've had the uh, the covid we've known people all that some of the uh, some of the things that uh they do over there are just phenomenal and i'm talking about some of the supplements and uh i like uh, Aaron the vitamin d and that zinc for immune system support and uh also the calcium for bone and joint health Visit coopervitaminquiz.com. All right, that's coopervitaminquiz.com and take the Cooper Complete Vitamin Needs Assessment. When you do this, you'll not only find the specific supplements your body needs, you'll get 10% off your entire next purchase. And Aaron, this is the, the developed by the physicians of the world renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas. It's Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements and developed by Dr. Kenneth Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products in the market. All right, Aaron, now you may have, I don't know, I've not, I've not asked you if you've had the vaccinations. I have. I don't come on here making everybody get them. I'm not even going to ask you to share, Aaron, no, whether I you have or not. I, oh, I don't good, mind sharing, good. and okay. I've, I've, ha- I've had my shots. All right, you can play in the NFL now. I'm ready. Right. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> they won't kick you out of the NFL. Okay, Aaron's had his shots. I've had my shots. Again, we don't you can still listen to our show if you haven't been vaccinated. We we will allow that. Uh we don't try to shame anybody into anything. But what I'm saying is whether you get the shots or not, this vitamin D can be extremely helpful in raising your immunity. So I just want to encourage people to uh to give that a shot. Okay, no pun intended. Uh, Aaron, this is um we've done mostly because listen. When there's huge breaking news, like we've had this week, with Texas and OU trying to leave us, maybe the governor will step in. Maybe Governor Abbott will just say, no, you can't go. Texas, you've got to stay in the Big 12. Aaron, I don't like our chances on that. No, in not. Fact, not. I'm, I'm afraid the governor has known the whole time. I think the governor has, you know, I'll tell you, the Aggie that's been surprisingly quiet is John Sharp. Now, some of our people, because, boy, folks in Central Texas know John Sharp, and they know he was he was big in state politics. He and Rick Perry, they were either used to be roommates or they were head yell leaders together, something like that. All right. And John Sharp, when there's a huge media thing, loves to be front and center, 
loves to provide some quotes. The best time to get John, Aaron, is about happy hour. Okay, that's the, that's the time to really get some good stuff out of John Sharp. But uh, we'll see. I mean, Pete Sessions listens to our show like crazy. Uh, our congressman from uh, from you know Central Texas used to be up the Dallas area and now represents Central Texas. Pete, if you're out there listening, and Pete's an old friend of mine, and he listens to us a lot. Pete, can you do something? Can you prevent the Longhorns and Sooners from leaving? I don't know if we can do much about OU, but um, but Pete's up there in Congress. I mean, now he might be able to do something from a congressional standpoint. Um, but listen, the Cowboys have gone out. We'll get more, and we'll even a- actually have a chance for you guys to call in on this whole scene. But I wanted to, you to listen to a little bit of what's going on out in Oxnard. The other day on Wednesday, this is Oxnard, California, Jerry and Mike McCarthy and Stephen gave the State of the Team address. And it was really interesting. I mean, some of the vaccination stuff was interesting, but some of it was interesting because Jerry, who is now 78 years old, got very emotional. I mean, extremely. Can you believe that? As I said that out loud, 78. My grandmother, uh, Aaron, is 20 years older than Jerry Jones. I mean, I think of Jerry Jones as a pretty old dude. Right. <laughs> My grandmother has him by 20 years. And and honestly, ma- she makes a lot more sense than he does. <laughs> okay. Actually, she made, hey, she stood up last night at the dinner and and gave like a speech. Oh, that's great. And thanked everybody. And, of course, you know, me, I'd, I'd made my way down to the restroom. And I missed the first half of the speech, but I come in, and she was addressing me, like talking about me, and, and uh, it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Talking about my wife, addressed kind of everybody in the room, her grand, her great-grandchildren, pretty neat deal. All right, um, Jerry becomes very emotional in Wednesday's news conference. We have not been able to listen to much of this. But I wanted you to get a sample of what Jerry sounded like and what I think is going on. And is Jerry playing possum? Is Jerry trying to play for the hard knocks cameras a little bit? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Jerry has gotten very reflective in his old age. And, boy, he even admitted the other day that uh, he had messed up the whole Jimmy thing. And, and while he's talked around it over the years, he's never come as far as he did the other day and basically said, you know, I screwed it up. I messed it up. I should have been more deferential to Jimmy. Now, he's still not going to put him in the, in the ring of honor. But I thought that was interesting, Aaron, that, uh, that Jerry is, is feeling so reflective. What does that mean to Cowboys fans? Well, not much. Not much. It just means the man is emotional. But um, – I, I, I want to hear this. This We're going to hear a, a, a few cuts from Jerry. And this is Jerry talking about being scared. All right. Aaron, are we, is it not firing? That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We are just getting, Aaron and I, are just getting started, so we'll be there'll be some there'll be some little things that happen along the way, which are fine. But Jerry went on to say that um, uh, that you know he was scared to death, um, and then and then as he as he as he got to talking toward the end of it, he he talked about what you know how important it was to be there 
with our team. And I think it's always meant so much to Jerry, even from the first time he ever went out to Thousand Oaks. He told the story the other day about seeing Al Davis and uh, running into him. I do have but, that. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. We're ready. Okay, let's listen to a little bit of Jerry here. Said that. I feel uh, as driven uh, as uh, I was when we first bought the team. And I was scared to death then. I'm scared to death now. Uh, I worry about what's happening out here around the, uh, the economy, the COVID. And I worry about our place in it in the NFL and where the place is in sports. I worry about that. But the thing that means the most to me and I care about, and I could probably be anywhere in the world I want to be right now. I want to be here uh, with our team. I want to be here with our team. And um, I, I think Jerry feels, Aaron, some – the fact that he brought up the other day that the Cowboys uh, accounted the facts for – are that uh, – For 24% of the entire NFL attendance. I mean, I, I think he feels a great deal of pride in – what the role what what role the cowboys played in all this and 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 i think that's that was coming through in these comments and and even just being out there and i think jerry wanted to open camp first and i think he wanted to set an example and even with the protocols in california and by the way they've started making people put on masks again to go indoors i mean some of that had been relaxed it's back um, I saw in Austin today because of one of the variants. I don't know if it's the Delta variant or whatever variant. Um, they're getting they're getting some uh, some uh, mask stuff going again. Man, we were ready to be past it, especially those of us who've been vaccinated. We did not want to wear masks anymore, but some of that's coming back, and um, that's why we've been so you know excited to to have some of that over with. Um, Aaron, do we have a little more? Uh, do we have the one where he was talking about what he would do to get in a Super Bowl? Yes, we do have that. All right, let's go. Uh, the facts are that uh, uh, I would right now, if I could, and I knew had a good chance to do it, I'd do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. That's a fact. And uh, uh, there's uh, uh, there's nothing in my mind that can uh, uh, b- have a pri- higher priority than that. Now, he said this before. Um, I don't know if this really gets people that excited. Um, I, I just think he wants to remind people that he would do anything. And what everybody's answer to that, Aaron, is what? It's, well... Why wouldn't you be willing to step down as general manager? Maybe let somebody <laughs> else run the team. And, of course, that's the thing he's not willing to do. For for reasons that he's explained a million times, never make that much sense. But basically, if he owns the team, he feels like he should be the one that's the most accountable and all that kind of stuff. It's It's ridiculous, but we've heard it so many times, we're used to it. All right, Aaron, let's try that last one. This is um, this is Jerry talking about basically his philosophy on life 
and this may kind of tell you um, exactly what you need to know about Jerry. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me you're naive and or say that he's naive. Well, it's a beautiful world. It's a better world to be naive than to be uh, skeptical and be uh, negative all the time. And so uh, I do my best work, I think, uh, when it's more positive. And so I need it to be uh, promising, and I need us to uh, have a way to go. That causes me to do stupid things, or it causes me to do excessive things that sometimes really work. And uh, that's been the way I played the cards. There you go. I mean, he the, the thought, Aaron, of of skepticism and and cynical and that kind of thing. It, it's it's not in him. And I think Cowboys fans sometimes. I mean, that that's that gnaws at them. I mean, he needs almost more of that in him. Now he can get angry. I've seen it happen. I've seen. I've had him get angry at me before. But he's so optimistic that he sits out there in that California sunshine and he starts thinking back about the 90s. And, oh, man, remember Charles Haley showing up? Remember Dion when he, he joined us? Oh, wait, don't call him Dion. Call him Coach Sanders. Um, and and he, he can't he, – he can only focus I, – I, uh, I liken it, Aaron, to the old oilman that uh, – that oh, oh, kind of oil baron or whatever. You know, he's – he only remembers the gushers. He only remembers the ones he hit. <laughs> and, and, and all those ones maybe that he, where he was barely getting by and they were running a dry hole and it just wasn't working, he didn't remember any of those. And that's okay. I mean, I, I think there are certain avenues in life. It, it's, a, it's a very hopeful way of going through life. I mean, I think we can learn some from that. But when it comes to... The hard work of putting a football team, I don't know if it's the best way. I really don't. Um, That is Jerry Jones from Oxnard, California. We've been meaning to share that with you. We've just had too much going on, quite honestly, with the University of Texas and OU getting ready to leave us. Um, Here's what I want to do next. Aaron, I want to give our folks an opportunity, um, you know, whether it's Aggies weighing in whether it's Longhorns, maybe it's even Sooners. I, I do find it funny. It's kind of like we everybody's the most angry. I'm talking about Baylor and everybody else that's left behind, and Texas Tech and TCU. We're all angry at UT. Everybody's like, we're just kind of peeved with OU because the thought is UT's leading the way. But, I mean, obviously OU has to be going along with them. OU could have said, nah, nah, y'all go. We're going to stay behind. But – They've decided to be together, and they know they're the biggest things in the conference, and they know how this works. Whether you're a Baylor fan or a TCU fan, maybe you're a Baylor fan, and and you've sat around, and you've come up with a plan. Okay, here's what I think we could do to keep the conference together. Or here's the conference I think we ought to go join. We're going to give you a chance to call in or text in. Again, that's the same line. Okay, call us or text, but I love the calls. I like yesterday we had Bigfoot call in, Troy called in, Sean called in. 254-662-1660.
The number again is 254-662-1660. All right, and say hi um, say hi to Aaron, our new producer. I mean, just say, say, say an encouraging word to him. Say, Aaron, you're doing a great job. Good to have you. Um, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all that next. Is it important to get a guy named early so you can kind of define your, your offensive football team around your starting quarterback? I think there is some merit to that, and we want to get the right person. And so whatever it takes to do that. So if it could be earlier, you know, in the fall camp piece, um, that'd be great. Game time, weekdays 4 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access hey, to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and hey, you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Matt, Group Matt, at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Known as the Cleveland Indians since 1915, the Major League team in Cleveland will now be known hey, as the Cleveland Guardians. On the phone if the name change will go into effect at the end of the 2021 season. The team announced okay, this morning up next the idea of, the of Texas and OU to spots. the SEC continues to grow. The Big 12 athletic directors and their university's presidents and chancellors held a video conference last night to discuss the possible moves. Both OU gotcha. and Texas were invited to the meeting but declined to participate in the call. The Cowboys will place Amari Cooper, Demarcus Lawrence, Tristan Hill, Greg Zerline, Mitch Hyatt, and Chansey Goldston on the pup list as training camp opens. Rangers and Astros open a series in Houston tonight. First pitch at 7:10, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. it is is uh, Matt Mosley the Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and boy I think he might be out there I was hoping he was listening today and our uh, our congressman Pete Sessions longtime friend of mine in fact we used to spend some time in uh, DC together uh, from time to time 
Uh, Pete, welcome, uh, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Great to have you on. Matt, thank you very much. And uh, you asked the question. I had to get out of a meeting, but yes, we were listening. And wow, Matt Mosley is a great young man about the Baylor Bears, but also about Big Twelve football. Yeah, well, I I do love Big Twelve football, and I love some of these rivalries. And and Pete, you know, um, we we the Big Twelve pretty much have has made this thing about. University of Texas and has built everything around them and have has done everything they can they could to make them happy and lo and behold Texas and OU have been negotiating with the big old bad SEC and they're going to leave us now Pete you you love Aggies you love Bears you're from Waco Texas so you got some special love for the Bears in your heart I know what what has been your take on all this in does this feel like it's inevitable, or do you think there's things happening, uh, whether it be at the state or federal level, that might uh, might could turn the tide on this? Because you remember what happened with, with Governor Ann back in the day. Well, in fact, I do, and I, I think what's interesting is I've heard things, I've, look, I was not in the room, but, you know, about handshake deals and when A&M went in, what they were told would happen the problem is is that this is big business this is big business and the people who are there one year when you come in or maybe are not there five or six or seven years later and uh ideas fade and 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 memories fade about what the deal was this is a big time about money this is big time about the the big college sport of getting the super conference together my problem is I'm from Waco, Texas. I'm a Texan. I like the old rivalry of the Southwest Conference, uh, and I have to grow up and, and recognize, whoa, this is about money now, and UT is a big, big producer of money. But I also would balance that out by saying um, that I I would have some concern about where Oklahoma and UT are going to fit in the mix of also other powerhouses. And the question is whether you want to be a big, big frog in a little pond or, or, or a little frog in a big pond. And I will tell you, I think a lot of rough, rough days are ahead, just like they have been for A&M. They're going to be for UT in that super conference. And they're it's going to be rough on Oklahoma too. So, I think that that if if they've decided it's all about money, then it's coaches that come and go. I mean, they just come and go, and they're for the big contract. And so I I hate to see it. I'll be honest with you. I hate to see it. Yeah, and and when you think about what recourse um, a a school like Baylor and Tech and TCU – um, I, I, do you find any, when you kind of think about the avenues they could go and, and whether it's, uh, trying to get a hold of the governor and all those things, what, what do you think is their best course of action at this point? I mean, it feels kind of like, uh, uh, Congressman that at this point it's every man for himself and that they got to go find the best conference available because this thing is not going to make. If they lose Texas and OU, it's it's just not. Sadly, it's not much of a conference left. If you were advising the uh, the eighties and presidents of those schools I just mentioned, what advice would you be giving them? 
Well, the advice that I would give them that I believe that there are avenues, uh, but but once again, these two schools, you know, it's kind of like having a wife that wants to go somewhere else. I mean, this is a tough circumstance, and I, I really would be questioning uh, the, uh, and I mean this, uh, the, the regents of those universities to what's in the best interest of the school. This this University of Texas is supported by Texans who now will have a loyalty that will be hugely diminished in their new world of of the SEC. And we will find themselves and Texas uh, in every single sport and every single thing that they do uh, in, in a different kind of world. And instead of representing a conference, you know, they, they may find themselves uh, in a way different world. Uh, and so I would advise them, their regions, to, to come up with an allegiance to Texas, to come up with an allegiance to what they're doing. Look, I think A&M, in some respects, has, has made it work real nicely. I go down to College Station, those teams come in and out. But that's, who they, that's, who, that's their world, and they're the one Texas SEC member. When you've got two SEC members and then Oklahoma, I just think it changes the dynamics. And I think you got to get up on a board and say, where are we going to be three and five years from now? And I think that the loyalty of Texas changes hugely, not just of the young people who are growing up. I, we don't have to grow up and be around Jimmy Street and, and Wooster and, uh, you know, Cotton Spire and all those kind of guys. But it will change everything about us. They will play football except for maybe, you know, half their time out of the state of Texas. And I just think it changes us, and I think it changes who Texas is. Our state of Texas, our kind of people who we have become, and makes us more, I mean, we think of ourselves as being from Texas or the Southwest, not the South. And we will now be a part of them. They will not be, you know, we'll be a small part of them. Although Texas, within about six months, uh, Pete, you know how this works, they'll expect everybody in that conference to report to them. Uh, <laughs> but you're right, be careful what you wish for, because they've had it pretty good. They've had it really, you know, uh, in the Big 12. I mean, the whole thing was built around them. So, it, again, it's, I think you hit on it. Uh, it may sound exciting. You remember how excited the Aggies were. And I think the Aggies are happy they did it. The Aggies are just sad now because they had it to themselves in Texas, and suddenly uh, more are on the way. And Big Brother, you know, they've kind of got out of the shadow of Big Brother, and here comes Big Brother. Hey, we can't live without you. We're going to have to come back in with you. So this will be fascinating. Pete, I appreciate it. By the way, we are the defending national champions of college basketball. Could someone show my alma mater some respect? Could someone, you know, I don't know if it's the ACC, the Big East, or whoever, show my alma mater some respect here, and let's get where we need to be. No question. I had Isaac Power in here today. He's uh, Baylor's uh, punter, and he came by here, and we had a discussion about Baylor football, and this came up here, too. It, everything's a part of it, but I, I want to go back. University of Texas is the number one athletic program for money that comes in, 50, over $50 million a year. And they're number one. I, I wonder where they'll be in three years from now. 
Will they be number one? And everybody says this about money, but you better be careful what you ask for. I'm I'm for the Bears and uh, proud of the Aggies. And this is going. This is a change, and change is not difficult if you know where you want to be. I'd like to see the people who were making these changes to describe outside of money where they think they're going to be five years from now. I like it, and uh, I think if you and I could get together at uh, VTEX or um, or Georges or wherever we choose we can probably solve a lot of these issues. So I, uh, I look very forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much, Matt. You're a great young man. Go Bears. I appreciate it. There he goes. Pete Sessions, our congressman, our local congressman, uh, who does listen to our show and has been very supportive over the years and has been a really good friend. Uh, that's very uh, interesting, Aaron. It was good to uh, have the congr- congressman call. You never know. You never know, uh, Aaron. We had yeah, past, it was we, a pleasant surprise. I, I, yeah. I was like, yeah, we'll get him right on. We we did you think he was? Were you, hey, by the way, have you hung up the phone? I'm here. I'm kind of hearing my oh, echo. Just there make you sure. go. Sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead and make sure you hang up with the congressman there. But uh, uh, very interesting. You know, when all that stuff was going on with. Um, with COVID and the schools and when they were going to be allowed to practice, we had uh, Ken Paxton on because he gave a ruling that kind of straightened, that kind of told the uh, local Waco health authorities what they should do. And then suddenly the kids at Midway and Waco High and everybody were out practicing again, or at least out, you know, doing their conditioning drills. So, uh, Aaron, that's the thing I think you'll enjoy about this show. You never know. You might hear from politicians, head coaches, heads of state, uh, lots of folks, but uh, Pete's a good guy, and uh, I never try to take political positions, but uh, uh, Pete and I have been friends for a long time. It's really fun to hear from him, and he's always incredibly supportive. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show with uh, with Aaron Sexton, and uh, we appreciate everybody. Hey, we'll get to some calls tomorrow. When the congressman calls in, we need to visit with him, all right? That was not some kind of paid political ad. You noticed he did not. He's not running for anything. Pete just uh, wanted to uh, wanted to kind of say his piece, and I think that's I think it's well said, Aaron, in the sense that um, be careful what you wish for. Right now, this seems like oh, huge money, huge prestige. Let's do this for the future. But you got a pretty good deal, and you can sometimes get into that grass is always greener, and they want to jump in there uh, with that with that pack of vipers. That pit of vipers. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. I mean, these, I mean all of LSU, all across the board, these folks can play. You think Georgia's scared of Texas? You think Georgia hears the Longhorns are coming? You think they're scared? I mean, Georgia faced down OU not too long ago in what was a great game in one of those semifinals. All right, it's all the time we have today. We could do so much more, but it is time for Tommy Barfield and game time. We'll see you tomorrow. Well, actually, we'll see you Monday. Good night. A high fly, deep right center field. 